0: Greetings. Welcome back to Join the Morning Podcast, where we have real conversations about life and faith. I'm so glad you've decided to tune in for another episode. Today's topic is um, You're Not Too Bad for God to Use, or You're Not As Bad as You Think You Are. Um, this came up because I was thinking about my own faith journey and where I was when I kind of decided I'm going to give God another try. And also, just based off of conversations I've had lately, where I've heard people say that term that like, oh, God, God can't use me or I can't be a part of the church. I've done too many bad things or, um, you know, I, I literally even heard someone say, like, you know, if I walk in a church, it's going to burn up. And um, I wanted to talk about this because I feel like it's a very common thing for people that believe in God and for people that don't believe in God. There are people that believe that think um, they're too bad for God to really, really use them and be effective. And there are people not in the church or not a part of the faith community. that think they could never be because of the things that they've done in life. So I'm excited to dig in and really talk about this and break down um, what the truth is, what God says about us. And um, I invite you into the conversation. Let's go. In this episode, I want to discuss um, that feeling of being unworthy or maybe too bad or questioning if you're good enough for... God, like good enough for salvation, like to be used by God, good enough for God to welcome you with open arms. Like I really want to deal with those feelings of guilt and shame that people have as it relates to being a part of a faith community. Um, And as far as being a part of the family of God, I feel like there are a lot of people, um, and not just I feel like, but the basis for this episode topic came from um, some conversations I was having and some things I was thinking about as far as like hearing a lot of people say like, oh, like I can't go to church um, because if I do, the church will burn down or saying that like they've done too much wrong for God to like Use them or see them as worthy, or people that are like, you know, the day I get saved is like the day I'm gonna die because like I've done too many bad things, and like really dispel the lies from that where people think that like they've done too much bad or they feel so guilty about things that they've done that they think that like they cannot be a part of who God is and what He's doing. And um, it's a more common thing, I think, than a lot of people realize and I wanted to talk about it because I remember being at a point in life where I felt that way, where I felt like I'm too bad, like I've done too many wrong things to really be used by God at this point in my life or to really partake in a lifestyle of faith. Um, and it ate me up inside because I started to have this desire, um, to serve God and to get back in church and to really um, be a part of what was happening in the faith community and be a part of what God wanted to do in my life. But at the same time, I felt like there's no way that God would take me now. Like, there's no way. Like, I've done too many things. I've I've said too many wrong things. And like, I had this guilt and I had this shame and I wore this weight because I wasn't sure of a, how the church would receive me. I wasn't sure of how God would receive me. I was convinced that he didn't love me. I was convinced that um, there was no good that can come from my life at this point. And I got to this place where I was like, okay, I can either choose to believe that, like, the Bible is true when it says, like, um, nothing can separate you from the love of God. And like I can hold on to that and just try to dive back into this faith world um, or dive into the faith world like at at my beginning point or um, like I can just like try it out and see what happens. And I feel like I kind of dabbled with both. I was like, okay, I'm going to try and believe what the Bible is saying but some people don't even have a context for what the Bible says. They don't know that Bible verse that says, like, nothing can separate us from the love of God. Some people, they they are just, like, curious about God, and and they they want to try it out. But at the same time, they're so unsure because they feel like I've done too much wrong. Or they grew up in church and denominations where there were so many strict rules, and they just feel like, you know how can I really like approach God after all of these things I've done or after the things that I've said about God. And, um, I really want to talk about this because I feel like it comes up in conversations I have often with, um, people that are not a part of the faith community. And like anytime like, Oh, like if you're interested, like you should definitely come to church or like, you know, just try praying, try talking to God and then they're like, "Oh no, like I could never do that. Like God wouldn't hear me or they literally say like the church would burn or like if I if I go to church, like I might die afterwards because like that's the best I'll ever be." And all of those things are untrue, but I understand that feeling and that conviction, if you will, of feeling so bad, of feeling so unworthy, of feeling so just low or like worthless to God or thinking that you have nothing positive to contribute based on what you've done in your past or maybe even what you're currently doing and practicing. Uh, But the simple truth of the matter is that God loves you regardless. Like the most he'll ever love you he loves you right now, like, and, and we have to, like, hold on to that, and, like, in the future, the most love he'll ever give to you, like, you're already experiencing that, like, God is not a respecter of persons, it says in the Bible, Um, like, he does not deem one person more worthy of his love than the other, the same way that he does not deem one sin worse than another, like, there is no ranking list for sin the same way there is no ranking list for love. He's not like, okay, you know, I'm gonna love John only 10%, but Jack, I'll love 25% because he's a better person. It's like, God loves everyone. He loves all people. And I think that that message has been misconstrued by people of faith. It's been misconstrued by the church because we as humans, Um, we struggle with receiving God's love and we struggle with actually believing what the Bible says, whether you're a Christian or not. Like, it's just a simple truth. When you don't feel worthy, you also have a hard time thinking other people are worthy. You also have a hard time receiving um, God's love and, and what he has for you and what he says about you. And so that perpetuates throughout The process of really coming to faith that perpetuates throughout people's uh, faith experiences. Maybe they've been in church for a long time or they haven't been, and maybe they don't really know a lot about what the Bible says or they do, but they just have such a hard time believing it because they wear this guilt, they wear this shame, or they just can't wrap their minds around the fact that God could really love them as much as he says he does because of all the things that they've done wrong. But the Bible also says that nothing is too hard for God. There's nothing that He can look at and say, like, you know what, this is too hard for me. I can't do this. I can't. I can't be involved in this person with this person. They've done too many wrong things. Like, God does not take that approach with us, and it's sad that we, as humans, um, and as people that are just like in our salvation and faith process cannot always come to terms with that truth and really accept it for ourselves. God came for everyone. Every single person on planet earth, God wants to use. Every person on on planet earth, God wants to see them in heaven. He wants them to accept him and his love and his will for their life. And sometimes like our human experience, our religious experiences, they drive us away from this truth and they leave us thinking that like, God couldn't use me. But once you really dive into uh, faith and once you really dive into the Bible, we begin to see that. The people that churches and a lot of religious institutions would turn away and deem like not godly or people that cannot really be used to do do things for God. like those are the people that are used most often in the Bible and there's so many examples of people like that like um and i think we forget we forget or a lot of times we just like you know when you become so good at something or you've been doing something for so long you just work out of this autonomy and you can work on this bypass mode of, oh yeah, like I've been doing this for so long. I can do it in my sleep. I I really don't have to pay attention to what I'm doing. And the harm in that as a Christian is when you are so focused on the routine of being a church goer, the routine of being a person of faith, we sometimes miss what God is actually saying and doing with people. And the heart of God is really based on people like his the whole mission of Jesus coming to earth was to save the human race. It was to save us um, from our sin, from ourselves and to welcome us into his love and to his family. And um, any time we lose sight of that as as people that are a part of the faith community and that are a part of the. Um, the church of Jesus, like we've lost the whole mission. Like it's not about what programs you do or how smart you are, how much of the Bible you can learn. It's about sharing the gospel with others and sharing truly, first and foremost, the love of God with others. Um, And so if you're a person that feels like, you know, I'm I'm too good for other people because I'm I'm so saved and then like you've missed the mission of why Jesus came to earth and if you're on the other end of that spectrum and you're like God could never use me he could never save me I could never be a part of what God is doing because I've done too many wrong things and like you're the perfect candidate. God to use. Like he says in the Bible that he will use the foolish to confound the wise, that he will use those people that are the most unlikely to really perform his work. I mean, if we look at the life of Paul, if you don't know Paul, um, his original name was Saul and he was killing Christians. Like he was most known for killing Christians. And like, if you believed in Jesus Christ, he would kill you. And he had this God encounter, he had this experience with God, and became changed. And he wrote most of the New Testament in the Bible. And it was not because he was seen as the most holy. He was not even a follower of Jesus Christ when Jesus was on the earth. Like, at that point, he was still killing Christians. And we get to this place where he's writing the new Testament and he's written most of it. And in my like opinion, uh, I really love the books of the Bible that Paul has written. Like he's probably one of my favorite Christians, like, you know, Um, but the truth of the matter is he was the most unlikely. Like there's nobody in the church right now or back then that would go to someone that is terrorizing and tearing down the Christian community, the faith community that's tearing down the church and would say, hey, you know what? God wants to use you. You are the best candidate. But that's how God operates. That's truly who God is and what he's about. He's about taking what is most unlikely and turning it around for his goodness and for his glory. And Just know that if you're listening to this and you're new in your faith walk or you don't really follow God and you're feeling like, you know, I could never be used or I'm not even sure that I want to be like, I don't know, like maybe a funny way to say it, but you're ripe for the picking. Like you're exactly maybe even where God wants you to be. Um, there's no one that's like perfect enough and has done enough good that God is like, okay, I can use you now. In the Bible, there's the example, um, of this rich young ruler. And I think I've talked about him before on the podcast, but this guy, he had lots of, he's very rich. He's young guy and he's really, really a good person. Like in his life, he's like done no wrong. And he comes to Jesus and he says he wants to follow him. And God like asked him like, you know, have you followed my commandments? Have you done X, Y, and Z? And he's like, yes, I have. And then God tells him like, sell everything you have and follow me. And he walked away ashamed because he had so many possessions that he felt like he could never leave everything behind to follow Christ. And that can be another reason as to why people don't believe or why they don't want to or why they feel like you know I can't I can't be a part of what God is doing because whether it's physical possessions or just things that we've picked up in our lives like habits that we have um, that we think like I could never leave this behind for God but God will always give you the best version of your life that you've ever imagined. The Bible says better than we can ever think or imagine. God gives us the best. And sometimes it's just worth a try. Like, not sometimes, but God is always worth a try. He's worth a try of like, okay, I'm going to temporarily set these things down. And I'm going to follow him. I'm going to give him a chance. If If you try to follow God and you feel like it doesn't work, go back to what you were doing before. Sure. But I guarantee you, once you get a real taste of God, you'll never go back. You'll never go back. The Bible says, oh, taste and see that I am good. And it's true, he is. And it's like, if you're in the place of thinking you've done too many wrong things, or who you are, who you've become in life is someone that God cannot use, no offense, but you're wrong. He can use anybody. He can use anybody to do anything. There's, I'm sure maybe most people have heard of Moses. Moses in the Bible, he was given away by his parents because there was this decree in the land at this time for um, all babies to be killed. And so his parents put him in a basket and put him in a river. And he's found by the Egyptians, pharaohs' daughters. Um, those are the Egyptian rulers. Like, so he's found by the Egyptian rulers' daughters, and he's raised in their culture, and their household. And then he commits murder, essentially, and then he's on the run because he thinks he's found out. And in the middle of like the desert, he um, he's in, he encounters these people, and then he encounters at some point a burning bush. And God speaks to him, and then God uses him to free a people that are enslaved. And it's like, this guy's a murderer, essentially on the run. And he is known for splitting the Red Sea. He's known for freeing the Israelites from their oppressor at that time. And it's like, there's no one that God can't use. If God can use Moses, you know, if God can use Paul, then he can most certainly use you. In my opinion, if God can use me, like if God can save me, like I forget being used. I was at the point where I was like, I don't even know if God will accept me. Like I've done so much wrong. I have so many things in my heart and in my mind that I just felt like could not be rectified. There were things that could not be made whole. And I was just expecting to live my life as I was just like shameful and just below the standard, I guess you could say, of of what good people are. And I was just willing to accept that in my life. Um, and then I really, truly encountered God again. And I encountered God and I just began to receive his love. And if you're in the place of feeling like, you know, you can't be used by God or like you've done too many things or you can't be saved by him, that god is not for you if you feel like god is against you and he hates you like because you're too bad or maybe your family's too bad you feel like it's in your bloodline then like know that that's not true and that there's nothing that god wouldn't do to to shower you with his love and to give you all of his affection and to give you all of his attention like god has a plan for each and every single person and it's up to us to really walk in that to really live according to God's purposes and plans for our life or to just live according to our own purpose and plan for our lives but so many times we plan things out for ourselves and like to be honest they don't turn out the way we think they will and we end up in this rut and we try to push and push and push and 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 make life what we want it to be but like the only way that my life has turned out to be successful is in the seasons and the times of my life that I've decided to follow God. And that's like, even times that I thought I was being successful, there was still this other part of me that felt like I was empty or that I was missing something. It's like, okay, I have the job that I want. I have, I'm dating the person that I want to date. Like I have the car that I want. I'm making the money that I want to make. And still like nothing, like, I'll never forget one day, um, I was leaving work, or not work, I went to dinner with some people from work, and I was walking up to my car, and my car was like parked in this parking lot, and the light was just shining on it so perfectly, and I just got a car wash, and, and I was like, wow, I have the car that I want, and um, I was dating this young lady at the time, and I was like, I have the, I have a really like good looking girlfriend. I have a good looking car and like, I have a good job. I have good friends. Like my life is perfect. Um, like it's everything that I want it to be. But then like literally a couple hours later that night, as I'm going to bed, I just remember feeling so empty, even though just a few hours before I was thinking like, I have everything that I want. Like I have everything that I've wanted for myself, but there was still something inside of me that felt missing that felt broken that felt like I couldn't fill this hole and everyone has that thing inside of them that they feel like okay you know this is something that's untapped or this is something like no matter how many things I accomplish there's still something that I feel like I have to reach after and I personally believe that everyone has what I like to call a god-sized hole in their heart it doesn't matter what you accomplish it doesn't matter what you do we're always looking for that deeper sense that deeper meaning that deeper connection and that is god and that's his plan and his will for our lives and when you get to the point that you're willing to give him a try that you're willing to submit and surrender to god and his will for your life like when you really have a taste you never look back to be honest and sometimes you do like you do look back and you think like, oh, maybe, maybe I'll go back to doing this. Maybe I'll go back to doing that. But when you do it, you just don't feel fulfilled. And sometimes you start following God and you still have all these old habits and these things that you're doing, but eventually they're not as satisfying as they were before because God is so good that it's like you don't need this counterfeit. You don't need this alternate thing that brought you so much pleasure before or made you feel so good before. Or maybe you're like me and you're like smoking tons of weed every day because you're looking for something to numb the the pain inside of you. And it's like I got to the point where I liked the feeling that it gave me. But at the end of the day, I was like, I don't want to be dependent on this. I don't want to continue to do this. It was no longer as satisfying to me as it was before because I had really gotten a taste of God. I really gotten a taste of his goodness and what he had for me. And in a lot of cases, as you begin to pursue God, as you begin to accept him and his love and his purpose and his plan and his will for your life, then you start to have that discovery for yourself but at the end of the day it starts with just giving god a try it starts with accepting god's love for you even if you're not willing yet to really surrender your life to him at least accept his love for you and once you begin to accept his love for you i promise you things will change instead of having the perspective that god hates me and god can't use me and he wouldn't want me like just begin to accept the truth that God loves you. He loves you so much right now. And even though you may have been rejected by people and you may have been shut down by people and even people in your family or friends, even though you may have been done wrong by people, you may feel worthless, God loves you, God accepts you. And he wants you and he wants the best for you. One of my favorite Bible verses talks about how God sings a song over us and how he looks at us with delight. And I remember the first time I read that Bible verse, I was just feeling really terrible about myself. I've, I've always struggled with depression and low self-esteem. And again, I was in this place of just feeling like there's no way that God could actually like really, truly love me and want the best for me. But the truth was he did. He loved me and he wanted the absolute best for me. And he wasn't going to stop until I received that for myself, until I was open to what he wanted to do in my life. And um, I remember reading that Bible verse and I just kept reading it over and over again because I couldn't believe that it was true. And I was like, okay... I had another moment of like choosing to trust what the Bible was saying. And I was like, okay, if this is not true, then I'll, I'll just go back to how I was before. But the more that I leaned into what God had to say about me, the more I leaned into how God felt about me, then I was like, oh, like there's no way I could go back to who I was and how I was before. There's no way like you couldn't pay me to go back because I've been so changed and transformed by his love by the song that he sang over me I was so changed and transformed by unconditional love like no one had ever loved me unconditionally that no matter what I did no matter how far I went they still said I love you and I want the best for you and they meant it and they welcomed me the only person that has ever done that for me is God and a lot of a lot of you, the only person that's ever going to do that for you is God. And so it doesn't matter where you are in life, again, whether you don't have a relationship with God, you're not a part of the faith community, or whether you are, and you still have these feelings of doubt, you still have these feelings of shame, you still have these feelings of guilt and condemnation where you think like, God, like, you know, I I love you and I know that you love me a little bit or I think that you love me but you struggle with really giving your life over to God because you feel like he can't use you. He can't really do something significant with you because of who you are or like I've struggled to believe that like maybe God can't use me because I don't, I'm not as educated as other people, but literally it says in the Bible, I believe it's first Corinthians that like he will use those that are most unlikely, those that are not the smartest, those that are not the wealthiest, those that are not the most educated to confound the wise. It, It even says in that verse, um, that he will take nothing to bring about things that are. And he does it so that he can get the glory so that we can't say, look at me and how good I am. I've done all these things. But so that we can say, oh man, look at what God did in my life. Look at what God did in my heart. Look at what I'm capable of because of God. Like it's never about us and like what we can do because obviously like there's a lot of wrong that we've done. There's a lot of things that we have encountered that We already know and feel within ourselves are disqualifiers, but God looks for those that seem disqualified to qualify you to say, hey, like that I want to use. And it's even often the things that we think that like God can't use that he wants to use the most. The things that we run from that God taps on and brings us to and says, hey, you can face this without shame and it can actually be used for your benefit. And so wherever you're at today in life, wherever you're at today in your walk, as you're approaching the rest of this year, as you're approaching this next season of life, just lean into God's love, lean into what he has for you, lean in and really give him a try. Give his plan for your life a try because he only wants the best. And we as humans, we're so flawed and we're so judgmental and we just see the worst in things and we expect the worst in things. But God sees the best and he expects the best of us. Even when we can't see it in ourselves, he sees us and he says like, you know, I want the best for you and I'm gonna show you the best in you. And then that will inspire someone else and that someone else will inspire someone else. So I encourage you, Lean into God, lean into his love, and know that there's nothing that you can do to separate you from the love of God. There's no sin too bad, you can't go too far. There's this Bible verse, it's one of my favorites, and it's another thing that I was thinking about that inspired this episode that says, um, if I make my bed in hell, you are there. The verse starts out saying, where can I go from your presence? If I go to the mountaintop, you're there if I go to the valley, if I make my bed in hell, you're there. And that really is the truth of who God is. There's nowhere that you are that God cannot be. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere. So I encourage you, lean into who God is and trust that he's with you no matter where you are, no matter what you've done in life, no matter who you are. God loves you and he wants the absolute best for you. Thank you for listening that concludes this episode of join the morning podcast our next episode will be february 23rd we will have another guest and discuss their faith journey please remember to rate and follow on spotify apple podcast or whatever your listening platform is thank you so much again for listening and i'll see you in the next episode